the bar in me body. Everybody ask me how damn I'm out of pressure, man. Look, man, I don't got the answer to question. If I did, you'd probably never hear from me again. That's the promise, not a threat, and ain't no half stepping. Can't let it compromise the pace I'm setting. Grandma told me don't forget to count my blessings. Breaking up a tent goes to ease my stress. And was the one that she needed, but she weren't expecting. Can't even fresh it. What you been suggesting? Wearing a new costume, she will need a minute. I've been trying to cock when I'm raising my defense. Man, I feel like I can get in one of the niggas off the center. Never second guess that. Do a lot of rest like a play pop. Bitch, trying to find a new direction. It's mine for the shovel. What you niggas selling? My team is Hello, and welcome back to the whole nine sports podcast i'm your host as always dylan sanders and with me as always is my co-host wns underscore brandon i don't know why i said it like that me neither you can find him on twitter <laughs> at brandon olson um that's how that works yeah yes <laughs> that was a joke because i said your twitter name first yeah no just push there we got it <laughs> and so i said your real name for your twitter handle I hate you so much. <laughs> and for about the third time, football is back. <laughs> we had free seasons back. We had college football is back, and now NFL is back. Um, it'll be it'll have have been back by the time that uh, y'all are listening to this. But uh, we are recording a little bit early, earlier than we usually do. Um, and since so last week we did the college football um, pick'em, and then now we did we're doing the NFL pick'em um, as well. And so college football and college football pick'em. We did college football for a week, then we ditched it. Now, so we're doing each we're each picking two NFL games and two NCAA games to talk about and uh, bet on against the spread using our fake money. Um, because we just want to uh, see who can uh, pick the best against the yeah. spread. Yeah, friendly competition. Fr- friendly, friendly competition. Um, you know how you know how it be. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, but uh, in other news, um, Antonio Brown is a maniac. Yeah. Uh, how about you say what I put in the spreadsheet? Um, it's uh, okay. So for our spreadsheet schedule, it says intro. Antonio Brown is a psychopath. <laughs> Um, yeah, there we go. That's, so that's more like it. We're on schedule. Antonio Brown is insane um, and needs oh help. Everything today is just insane. Everything about him is just unbelievable. And it's so great to watch as a as a team with a healthy locker room and no insane players. He's screwing himself out of fifty million dollars. Yeah, because he's gonna get cut. Years. Over a fifty-four thousand dollar fine. Mm-hmm. Like, does he? Obviously, he doesn't realize how insane that is. But oh my God, I just, I want to fight him, kind of. Well, how to fight him? Because he pisses me off. Like, he doesn't realize how good he has it. And then I was watching a video of a uh, Ryan Clark was talking about. This was like months ago, but Ryan Clark was talking about when he was with the Steelers and Mike Wallace left the Steelers that uh, Ryan Clark told their strength and conditioning coach, if you pay him, you're creating a monster. And then like later that day, because Antonio Brown knew he was going to get paid because Mike Wallace was leaving. uh, Later that day, Antonio Brown was like cursing out like Dick LeBeau and the Steelers defense and Ryan Clark and Antonio Brown almost got into a fight over it because Antonio Brown was like, don't hit me, I'm the franchise. And it was the beginning of his third year. 
Yikes. Um, yeah, he's been insane for a while. Yeah, he's an absolute head case. Uh, he's good at catching footballs, though. Um, that is true. That's it, no. Um, is, uh, fantasy owners can rejoice because Ezekiel Elliott is uh, extended in playing. Sorry, Tony Pollard, your hype uh, was around for like five seconds. Did you see the, uh, the Zeke Who shirts? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, at the press conference when I guess like Zeke and Jerry Jones were there and they both held up a shirt together that said Zeke who Yikes. and on the back of it it was Zeke hurtling and it said that too wow yeah real friendly bonding moment there yeah I'm sure that they love each other unlike Antonio Brown and the Raiders Poor Mike Mayock, man. He just wants to have fun. Yeah, and it's just... And Antonio Brown won't let him. <laughs> it's so insane that if they suspend him for even a game, they void his guarantees, or they can void his guarantees, so... And they're going to cut him as soon as... I think they're going to cut him. What if there's a team interested in him because he doesn't have the guarantees anymore? Yeah, uh, there is a team interested in him. New England. I was thinking Washington. Well, Washington is obviously the place where all the insane people go. Um, exactly. <laughs> front office included. Um, but I I mean, I feel like this is a, a classic. Uh, I give Tom Brady another weapon. What if the Saints want him and they're just like, nope. hey, we need a receiver. We've got a good enough locker um, room. He won't ruin it. I'm good, but I'm good on that one, Chief. Um, the Saints... They're, they've been rumored to be all about... Uh, they, they were in the mix for Antonio Brown in the first place. Um, and no one was happy about it then. And uh, especially now, I don't think anyone's happy about that. Uh, that's not a player that Sean Payton typically likes to go for. They also probably wouldn't be able to afford his salary without the guarantees anyway. Yeah, well, I don't think he's going to have the guarantees. That sucks for him. I mean, yeah, he maybe he shouldn't uh, be insane. Um, I mean, it, it, that that's also actually a really crappy thing. Is that we all make jokes about him being insane, but he wasn't like this always. No, he wasn't as bad always. So it's, it's definitely CTE. Would, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely sad, uh, but it's interesting to watch. Like Richie Incognito, man's insane. It's obviously something to do with CTE, um, but from a pers- from a spectator point of view it's just insane to watch it's uh it's rough once it's all settled down and there'll probably be a more serious discussion but actually there won't be because it's the nfl no um and speaking of the nfl we can go and start talking about football because that's going to happen soon on uh on sunday so from the games that we're picking we're not going to be talking about the thursday uh, the thursday night football games or the monday night football games those will probably be talked about on like a on on the on the Monday episode, if I had to guess. Yeah, because there's no point in us discussing the Thursday game when it'll be done by the time they listen to this. Yeah, um, and then the Monday game, obviously, we will have another yeah. episode to talk about it. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about two games on Monday this week. So that's oh yeah, we do. Um, so first off is gonna be uh, the Baltimore Raves at the Miami Dolphins. I corrected it, you dickhead. Um, the spread is Baltimore minus six and a half. Um, I think this is a really easy one. 
Yeah, Miami. I'm definitely taking the the Baltimore minus six and a half. Uh, If they lose by less than three scores, I'd be surprised. I want to see at some point this year. Uh, there'd be like a like an Alabama versus like Coastal Carolina spread of like minus sixty Patriots versus Dolphins. It'd be hilarious. Um, it would probably be like minus fourteen, just because they're too modest with these. Uh, the NFL ones, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm definitely going Baltimore, though. That's an easy one. Yeah, that's this is probably the easiest one we'll have all week. Oh yeah. Uh, I I can't believe it's so low. I don't know why it's so low. I would like to know that. Um, um, because Baltimore doesn't have a quarterback. Or apparently they also have the worst receiving core in the NFL, which is not, which, I mean, I guess they forgot the Dolphins exist. Yeah, no, I was going to say, now, especially with Kenny Stills gone. It's yeah, no, I, I think Dolphins. ESPN ranked them, ranked the Baltimore dead last, like, today. Nah, they're, they're idiots. I mean, I like Albert Wilson as much as the next guy, but Devontae Parker, he's. N- I'm sorry to break it to any Miami fans listening. He's not going to break out. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. He's literally Ryan Tannehill. Um, so I guess we can move on. Speaking of another player that I don't think is going to break out anytime soon, Marcus Mariota. Speaking, speaking of Ryan Tannehill. Speaking of Ryan Tannehill. Oh, yeah, speaking of Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Um, the Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns. The spread is Cleveland minus five. Um, and the Tennessee Titans suck. Uh, so this is another easy one for me. I'm taking Cleveland minus the five. This one wasn't super easy for me. Um, only because Titans, I feel like they, like they're still willing to just punch you in the mouth. And I'd like to see how like the new Browns would react to that. I'm still going Cleveland minus five, but it wasn't a super easy pick for me to make. Also, because Cleveland might have some issues early on getting the offense going, so I'm not sure about that. Did they get anyone good this offseason? No, not really. Hmm. They're just hoping that uh, they're just hoping that Rashard Higgins can break out. Yeah, I mean their wide receivers are definitely, I think probably bottom in the league they might be actually the worst receivers in the nfl i don't know what espn was ever ever what uh is it uh, this this joke's stupid (laughs) um you okay (laughs) yeah moving on uh buffalo bills at new york jets the spread is the jets minus three the reason i picked this one is because i like the bills this year um I think they're going to be a lot better than they were last year, and I've seen a lot of disrespect going their way. I loved their their off season. I think they only got better, um, and a lot better at that. And I think Josh Allen is going to pop off this year, and uh, I think he's going to have a better season than Sam Darnold. Uh, and I think uh, I think I'm taking Buffalo to cover. Well, I mean, I mean they're going to win outright, I think, but. I mean, they'll cover the minus three. Yeah, I'm not so sure about the Josh Allen better than Sam Darnold take, but uh, I am also going Buffalo. Let's go. Let's just agree for all of them. Yeah, mine as well. Uh, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a feeling we're gonna disagree at some point down here. 
Yeah, At least in the college. Sure, for sure in college. And we're just mashing these together. We're not going, like, who's better at NFL? We're just no. throwing them all in one pool. Because uh, I'm too lazy yeah, to think, keep track of both. I think Buffalo is at, yeah, also being really disrespected. Uh, I love what they did this offseason. Yeah. Not even talking about the draft. Like, free agency, they bought their O-line. They got some... They bought their wide receivers. receivers. Yeah, they got some fast receivers, and they got Cole Beasley to work underneath. Yeah. I think they're going to be great offensively. Um, and Devin Singletary looked really good in the in the preseason. And uh, they must have loved, really liked him because they got rid of LaShawn McCoy. Um, and then, so, number four, uh, the, last call, the last NFL game of the day, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the New England Patriots. The spread is New England minus five and a half. And uh, this is the this one might we might have a little bit of differing opinions. I think uh, the Patriots are gonna win, but uh, by like three points. So I'm gonna take Pittsburgh uh, to cover. I, uh, I I think Patriots are winning. So we do disagree, and I think they're winning like covering the spread. Uh, I just I think this team's gonna be really good, and I'm not sure if I trust the Steelers receivers behind Juju Smith-Schuster. That's me, because Smith-Schuster is going to have Stephon Gilmore on him. I'm sure he'll get his catches, he'll get his stats and everything, but I'm not sure. This is, this is going to be a career be game for uh, for James Washington. Um, I don't know. I just have a feeling that the, the Patriots are going to slip up early like they do a lot. Um, I think they're probably still going to win it, but like I said, it's going to be really close. They're going to be like above average for two games, and everyone's going to be like, oh, this is it. This is the end of the dynasty. <laughs> and then they just go off on everybody for the rest of the year. Um, all right, so moving on to college, uh, we have uh, 25, 25, uh, 25th ranked Nebraska going to Colorado. I knew that was going to fuck you up, too, that I didn't put a number, and I just, like, wrote 25 instead of the number sign before it. Yeah. Um, 25 Nebraska at Colorado. Um, and the spread is Nebraska minus four. Um, uh, this is this is a tough one. Um, because it comes down to... You literally chose it. I know. <laughs> And I was I was gonna I was I was headstrong in going for Colorado, um, mainly because I don't like Adrian Martinez that much, um, and I I love the connection between Steve uh, Steve Montes and uh, Lavisca Chenault, uh, but I don't know because I I think Chenault needs to get the ball more. Uh, he didn't. It was like the opposite of last season. He had like three catches last week, one of them for a touchdown. Um, but I think they need to get him involved more, and I think he can do that versus Nebraska. Um, I don't know, and uh, I'm just not sold on Nebraska. And so I think, uh, I don't know. But they also struggled versus Colorado State. Colorado did last week. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm going, Nebraska. I don't like this Nebraska team much at all. Uh, I'm very interested. I'm very interested. That was that was fun uh, to see Lamar Jackson, the corner on Nebraska, covering Lavisca Chenault. 
And uh, I think Adrian Martinez has to snap back into it this week and rebound if this team's going to be able to be successful this year. So I'm going Nebraska minus four, but it's tentative, but uh, but I'm doing it. I'm going to go Nebraska minus four as well. Stop agreeing. Listen, <laughs> I, you know, maybe one of these down here. Um, the next game is going to be uh, Coastal Carolina. At Kansas, the spread at Kansas minus eight. Um, good old Les Miles. Uh, Kansas is already back. They're they're a dominant team now. I hate you. Um, <laughs> I'm going Kansas minus eight, uh, mainly because Puka Williams is back, and I can't wait for him to just tear Coastal Carolina up. Puka Wilson. <laughs> Shout out to our Thor episode. Uh, he's gonna get probably like two touches because fuck me, right? But uh, I don't know if he plays. I he, think he's going. He just to needs to do better than Raheem Blackshear <laughs> and Reggie Corbin. Yeah, at least Corbin got hurt. Actually, we don't even. I take that back because he got banged up. But uh, you know, yikes. Um, so you're going Kansas minus the eight. Um, I hate agreeing, but I mean, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go Coastal Carolina. I'm just feeling it. Glad, glad you said you hate agreeing, but, and then didn't agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, I feel like Kansas is probably going to win this one, but, uh, I think it'll be close just because they're starting to get some hype behind them. And by hype, I mean they're eight-point favorites to Coastal Carolina. <laughs> yeah, no, it honestly, it just comes down to Puka Williams for me. That's it. Um, all right, this is one I obviously picked. Uh, Buffalo at 15th-ranked Penn State. Uh, the spread is Penn State minus 31. And, uh, you know, I picked this wanting to go from... Wanting to go for Buffalo... But Penn State just absolutely mauled Idaho last week. Like, it wasn't even close. And Idaho's quarterback has is a senior. Buffalo's quarterback is a, a player who doesn't even have a scouting grade on 24-7 rank, and he's a true freshman. That is, that is impressive. Yeah, um, he, they looked good. He looked good last week, but um, they obviously weren't really, really playing anyone. Um, so 31 points is a lot, and I don't typically like going for those. And uh, Jared Peterson is a, is a, is the real deal out of the Buffalo backfield. Um, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about Zach, him a lot more. Zach Lefebvre or whatever, however you pronounce it. Lefebvre. Um, I feel like we're going to talk a lot more about Jared Peterson next year. Um, cause he is a, he's a, he's a really good back. Um, but I don't know if he has enough in him to carry them to score against Penn State. Cause I think that's like their only option. Uh, so I guess I gotta go Penn State. Yeah, I'm definitely taking, uh, Penn State minus 31, but I will say I'm really looking forward to watching, uh, fucking, oh, whoops. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to watching Jared Patterson and uh, Zach. I, I still don't know how to pronounce it. Um, Lefebvre. Sure, that's what we'll go with. 
Uh, but I just remember in the early summer, I was upstate working, and we just put like the news on, and they were actually talking about Zach. I'm just gonna, we're on a first name basis now. They were actually talking about Zach, and that's why I looked into him in the first place. So, big fan of his. Hoping he'll at least be productive in what is sure to be just a stomping. Um, yeah, you've heard stomping of the bulls. You've heard running of the bulls. This is stomping of the bulls. That's uh, a good, you know, a good quote. Um, I didn't fuck it up at the beginning. It would have been a lot better. It would have been a lot better. Um, moving on. See if we agree again. Cincinnati at number five, Ohio State. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going Ohio State. This seems 16. minus sixteen is disrespectful to Ohio State. <laughs> They're only doing it because Cincinnati beat UCLA. That's it. Um, yeah. Um, I will tell you this: Dorian Thompson Robinson is not JT Daniel. I mean, yeah, J- Justin Fields, not JT Daniels. It got me thinking about California schools. Uh, Justin Fields is uh, insane, and I think he's going to just tear apart the Cincinnati defense. Um, yeah. We got we got a, a, an easy list of games this week. Yeah, so far. Uh, not sure if we'll agree in the next one. Um, Oregon State at Hawaii. The spread is Hawaii minus 6.5. I'll let you go first. Uh, Cole McDonald sucks, first of all. I'm yeah. just throwing that out there. Also, can I ask, why is this game starting at 11.59 p.m.? <laughs> what what kind of start time is that? It's Hawaii, oh, dude. I'm not going to be able to watch this game. <laughs> I want to know why the start time is 11.59 p.m. You couldn't just make it midnight. Like, you had to put 11.59 p.m. Yeah. Uh, that's the most irritating thing. The ever basically. it's also 11 59 uh, p.m eastern yeah it's i don't and the game's in hawaii um, i get that but it's like that's the irritating thing to me that it's 11 59 that's the only thing i have a problem with i mean but we're getting we're getting some pac-12 after dark football and it's only one pac-12 team um jeez and i am mountain west yeah <laughs> uh i think that Oregon State's going to put up points because that's what they do. But I think Cole McDonald is going to be another one of those, like Adrian Martinez, like he has to bounce back this week. He got benched in week zero. Mm-hmm. He has to be better because literally his future is riding on this year now. Um, so I think that, I don't know, maybe he'll find Cedric Bird the second for another four touchdowns. Actually, three to back up through one of them, but uh, I think Hawaii is gonna t- gonna win with more. I think they're gonna cover. Uh, so yeah, good. We are gonna disagree. Um, definitely taking Oregon State. Uh, they are disrespected as the worst team in the Pac-12, even with UCLA being in that conversation. Um, I think Isaiah Hodgins, Jamar Jefferson, um. Well, you know, the other people, Artavis Pierce, <laughs> I just had a complete brain fart. Their offense is really good, um, and their defense showed up whenever they needed to last week. Um, they obviously lost, but uh, they uh, played a much better team than Hawaii. Um, I'm, taking, uh, I'm taking Oregon State to win outright. 
And, uh, God, this next game. Uh, you know what they say about triple option offenses? Not about Big Ten teams. Uh, we have Army <laughs> at number seven, Michigan. Uh, the spread, Michigan, minus 22. I'm taking Army. I'm just going to say it. Taking Are Army to really? cover. Are you really? I I really am. I'm taking I, Army to cover. Why? Um, I just think that their offense, at worst, is going to true up some clock. And I think they're going to score against Michigan. Um, and I just don't think... I think this is going to be a really low-scoring game just based off of time of possession, and I don't think that they're going to be able to get to 22 points. That's that's at least fair. Um, I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to cover. I think Michigan has to kick the crap out of them. Uh, Shea Patterson, he got banged up last week. He's supposedly healthy now, so we'll see about that. But uh, Army just put up 14 against Rice. If Rice can hold Army to 14, then I think Michigan can hold them to maybe 7, get a few big plays. I I think this one has to be Michigan at minus 22. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be close really at all. Especially Shea Patterson coming back. If Shea Patterson gets hurt again, or if he doesn't play at all, Dylan McCaffrey, there's not a big drop-off in talent. Some people would argue it's an upgrade for Dylan McCaffrey to be on the field. So, uh, definitely going Michigan at minus 22. Um, next up is going to be North Texas at SMU. The spread SMU minus three. Um, and I am taking North Texas to, uh, to win outright. Um, they got my boy Rico Bussy and, uh, Mason Fine in an offense that, uh, you know, just likes to put up stats, um, Last year, I think, versus SMU, uh, Mason Fine threw for, like, 440 yards with three touchdowns, no interceptions. And Rico Bussey is obviously still destroying defenses based off of last week. And uh, SMU kind of didn't impress me. Um, so I think that uh, the Mean Green are going to are going to pull off the uh, the upset that I don't really think is an upset. I feel like it's kind of disrespectful to North Texas. Yeah, I'm actually agreeing with you. I think North Texas is going to win this game. Yeah. Um, last year, like you were talking about versus SMU, uh, Mason Fine had over 440 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. And I think we're going to see more of the same. I do like that Southern Methodist has Shane Buchel at quarterback, the Texas transfer. And that has to be what's it. Um, it, has, it has to be. But I But I mean, I don't think Shane Buchel is that good. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think he's enough to uh, to change this spread that much or to win this game. At least, game. at least for this, I don't think it's enough to outgun the North Texas offense. Yeah, no, they're not going to be able to. Especially because Mason Fine is just going to destroy this defense again. <laughs> he is going to tear them apart. Can't wait for him to have 12% completion. <laughs> <laughs> Five interceptions. Um, winding down now, we only have three more games to talk about. Uh, we have West Virginia at Missouri. The spread is Missouri minus 13.5. 
Um, do you think this spread is disrespectful to Missouri, Brandon? I hate you. Uh, I hate you so much. Because the Wyoming one sure was disrespectful. Minus 18. Wow. Um, I I do think uh, that Missouri is going to cover, though. As do I. The win. Um, um, I just... I'm not a huge fan of West Virginia without Dan, minus Dana Holgerson. Uh, plus, Missouri is kind of the laughing stock of the SEC right now. Not the only laughing stock, I would say. Um, like the entire SEC, SEC right the SEC East is a laughing stock right now. Um, save for Georgia. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping I'm keeping Florida in there. Um, yeah, I just think that uh, they're going to have to do better than they did last week, so I think they're going to cover. And they're at home. Yeah, uh, I'm not acknowledging the uh, Florida comment. Uh, just going to roll through that one. Um, now, West Virginia is not a good football team this year. They beat James Madison by seven last week. And Kelly Bryant threw for over 400 yards, I think it was, last week. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, he just went absolutely off. And I think versus a Big 12 defense, he's going to have a field day. Um, and this is the game that Larry Roundtree the third has to get back into it. Which, again, Big 12 defense, this is your best chance to do it. And then I am not at all a big fan of uh, Austin Kendall. The Oklahoma transfer mm-hmm. to West Virginia, I, I don't think he's going to be able to do much versus Missouri, and I think Missouri's offense is just going to be way too overpowering for West Virginia. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's it's pretty simple. Um, but this week, uh, this weekend, we have two really good football games to watch, um, and this one's going to be really hard for me to pick. Um, and I'm not I'm being sure sarc- I'm not, not I'm not I'm not being sarcastic. Really? It actually easy for me. Uh, I'll let you go first. Then number six LSU at number nine Texas. The spread is LSU minus six and a half. Uh, I think it's going to be LSU. I think they're going to cover. Um, which I hate that because I hate LSU and I like Texas. And I like I both of these things. I, I don't like both of them. I like one of them. Um, you see, uh, Coach O uh, said, Oh, yeah, uh, Sam Ellinger remind me of... Uh, that's Man, that was the worst Coach O I've ever done. Every Coach O impression is terrible. So Gordon, yeah. Uh, uh, Sam Ellinger remind me of Tim Tebow. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does because he's Baby Tebow. So it makes sense. Uh, please stop doing the Coach O impressions. I will never stop doing the Coach O I hate them I will, so I will stop doing the Coach O impressions when uh, Coach O gets fired, which will be never. I thought you were going to say when I stop bringing up Toledo. Um, we were about to get through this episode without Toledo. We're not going to do it ever. I would have put them on the fucking list, but they have a bye. Um, <laughs> Don't put Toledo on the list every week. You put Buffalo there. Yeah, but only because they were playing Penn State. So? It was a a meaningful game. Okay, last week they were there because they played Kentucky. Who cares? Um, Um. The only only thing that scares me about this, I think LSU is going to win. But it's the six and a half. Um, 
See, I'm just scarred by LSU's offense and sometimes lack thereof. And in big games, not showing up. Um, so I think they're going to win. It's going to be all about defense in this one. <sighs> I want LSU. I want to pick the LSU, LSU to cover, but I don't know. Is it sacrilegious of me to say that it's going to be closer than six and a half? I mean, you are going to hell if you do it. So. I mean, I'm already am. Um, this isn't going to be the deciding factor. Um, what should I do? LSU. That's what I want. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go LSU cover. I'm gonna go LSU to cover. Yeah, uh, my main reason for going LSU to cover really was because Texas's offense last week. I'm not sure if they were just not showing their hand versus Louisiana Tech for LSU to be prepared, but uh, it was so high school that LSU will blow that shit up. It was just a bunch of swing passes to Devin DuVernay. Oh, that's not going to work for them. Exactly why. I th- uh, uh, Patrick Queen and Jacob Phillips are going to be in the backfield every play if that's what they're doing. I will say that I think it might be that they just weren't showing their hand. Like how Arizona was just like, yeah, no. Or how a lot of people think Arizona Cardinals just aren't showing their actual plays in the preseason and that a bunch of teams do that. I think that Texas might have been treating the Louisiana Tech game like that and saying, we're not going to show LSU what we have planned for them. What I liked about LSU is that they, uh, Coach O specifically went on and said, yeah, no, I'm not hiding any of my hands. I'm, I'm going out and I'm run, I'm destroying uh, Georgia Southern because that's something that LSU doesn't normally do. That game was extremely out of character for them. Yeah, I do like that Coach O is just like, oh, I'm not hiding what I'm going to do. Play your game. And win that way. Like just win by playing your game. That's how you win. And like I think that's how LSU is going to win a lot of their games. Is what what they need to do to cover and not do this is not do the typical LSU. They're, if they're going to have one drive go wrong and then get scared and go back to just power run down every play, they need to not do that. And that's what LSU LSU's biggest problem is in these big games is that's why they don't score that much in big games is because anytime they face slight adversity, they have a history of going back. So I just need Joe Brady to not let Coach O do that. That's one of the most un like under the radar signings of the off season in college football. That's just so good is the, is the Joe Brady um, hire from new Orleans. Yeah, so that's the passing game coordinator. We get it. Yeah. All, everybody at All Saints considers just like, oh, Joe Brady goes to LSU, be the passing game coordinator, groom Joe Burrow to be drafted late by L- by the Saints. Yeah, I get it. I, no, so no, I'm just no, I'm just saying like <laughs> like the the he's he's already brought so many of the Saints play. Like watching the LSU offense last year last week was really funny because you could tell the Joe Brady plays. Because uh, they just looked like the Saints, like they got a touchdown off of a classic Michael Michael Thomas route on the end zone, just staying back and then catching and running in. Well, if they don't stick with that offense, I think if LSU tries to power run, Texas is going to kick the shit out of them. Uh, it's a sim- I think if if LSU wants to power run, Texas is going to kick the shit out of them. 
and Texas, if they weren't showing their hand last week and they want to come out and air it out, I think this game could be a lot closer. Even if LSU keeps their spread, if Texas goes more vertical passing, I think Texas makes it a lot closer and maybe won't cover. Or maybe Texas will keep LSU from covering. But for now, from what I saw last week from Texas, uh, Devin Duvernay had five catches on the first like seven plays of the game because he just kept passing swing passes to him. Uh, so I'm going to say, at this point, I'm taking LSU minus six and a half. Um, yeah, all right. And now for our last game. This one's easy for me. Um, very easy for me, in, in fact. Uh, we have number 12, Texas A&M, at number one, Clemson. The spread is Clemson minus 16 and a half, and there's uh, a 0% chance that they're covering that. And I think Texas A&M is going to cover. This is a little bit of a rough one for me. Um, I, I'm picking, I'll tell you my reasoning. It's just because Jimbo Fisher has a lot of experience against Dabo Swinney. Um, he's like 4-4 four and four in recent years, and it's never like a blowout victory whenever he loses. Um, so I just think I think he knows what to do, and I think uh, it was it, he's had he's had better performances versus better uh, Clemson teams with worse Texas A and M and Florida State teams. You know, um, I think he has it in him to to uh, at least cover the sixteen and a half. See, uh, I, I definitely think that Texas A&M is going to be pretty competitive, but I think it might come down to, at the end, Clemson being up, Texas A&M trying to get back into it, and then Clemson making a few more plays. Uh, and I think Trevor Lawrence has to come out and play a lot better than he did at first Georgia Tech. He didn't look great versus Georgia Tech. Uh, and not just the two picks... The entire first half, pretty much, Georgia Tech was really disrupting uh, Clemson's passing game. They were breaking up passes. They were just getting in between receivers and Trevor Lawrence. And he he looked like he's not Superman. Um, but, and I think he really needs to fix that and change that and turn some, and turn some things around, which is why I'm going Clemson to cover. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence has a lot of pressure on him this week, and I think he's one of those players that when he has pressure on him, he's going to succeed. So our one question tonight is from Mike Spencer, WNS, better known as Mike Hernishan with that god-awful last name. Uh... <laughs> He complained, or not complained, but he pointed out that last week, or earlier this week, we had like a 49-minute episode, and basically 12 of it was us shitting on him. So we try, we, we didn't try not to. We just didn't do it again this week, but uh, you're still getting a little bit of it. Listen, and he, Mike, you should be honored that we're even mentioning you. Honestly, it's an honor and a privilege. To be, um, have, your, have your name spoken by us. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Mike said, which top 25 team do we think is the most overrated? Um, probably Nebraska, which is easy to say because they are um, 
ranked 25th. But I don't know. I'm just not big on Adrian Martinez this year. Yeah, Nebraska was my first choice. But, I mean, if you're taking him, then I'm going with uh, Michigan State. I really don't like I, Brian Lewerke. I, yeah, I don't like Brian Lewerke. He didn't look any better last week. Um, it's it's going to be rough for them to try to obviously not they're not trying to change my opinion, but it's going to be rough for me to change my opinion on them. Uh, I just yeah, I don't think they're as good as a lot of people say they are, and as a lot of people have hyped them up to be. And a lot of that comes back to the quarterback. A lot of people are just like, oh, Brian Lewerke, like he's going to bounce back this year. Well, he he hasn't yet. So until he does, I'm going to say they're overrated. And I don't think they should be in the top 25. Uh, yeah, that's fair. And that's our, that was our only uh, only mailbag question of the day. Something I just, that's not, not football, it's something I thought was hilarious. And I think that, I feel like you might like, just because of like the Felipe Franks thing. I was like, have you caught, have you been... Have you seen anything from the U.S. Open? Nope. Um, there's a guy, uh, Daniil uh, Medvedev, who is uh, the villain of tennis, apparently. Um, he's just getting booed relentlessly. Um, Sounds like my kind of guy. He's getting is booed. he shushing them? He's getting booed relentlessly. He's like, I just want to know. Uh, he's like, first of all, all I can say is thank you guys because your energy tonight gave me the win. Um, because if you were not here, I would probably lose the match because I was tired. I was cramping yesterday. It was so tough for me to play. I want I want all of you to know it when you sleep tonight. I won because of you. <laughs> um, yes, I am now. I can't pronounce his name, but I'm now a huge fan of his. Um, and then he won. He won the next one too, and it happened again. And he like doubled down. Uh, and he's like again. The only thing I can say is the energy you're giving me right now, I think it will be enough for my next five matches. The more you do this, the more I'll win for you guys. That's that's my guy. I, I, I love him. I think he, he probably lost by now, but it's, it's, he's still, he's still it hilarious. Doesn't it doesn't matter. I hope he keeps the same energy. Um, Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. It's just like I, I feel like I saw that, and I feel like... I thought it was a guy that you would like. I want to see. I want to see how he's done. I, I now love him, Medvedev. He, uh, oh no, he's still in there. He's in the semifinal. I really hope he wins. I hope he wins every match for the rest of his life. He's uh, he's playing uh, Grigor Dimitrov. I hope he kicks the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. I just wanted to, I wanted to shout that out because I thought it was hilarious. I'll probably put the. I'm gonna put the audio from it happening in in the in the episode uh just because (laughs) i'll i'll make it the outro um because it's hilarious and i'm gonna send it to you as soon as we stop recording um Alrighty, well I think that's that does it. You can follow me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. You can follow Brandon well, uh, on Twitter all, at WS underscore Brandon. You can follow Whole Nine Sports as a whole on, on Twitter at Because Nine if you Sports were not here, guys, I would probably lose whole. the match because I was so tired. And I then was uh, we're pushing out a lot of articles, so, uh, so be sure to check out WholeNineSports.com. So Follow us on iTunes and Spotify. Leave us an iTunes review. It's really quick to do and helps us a ton. And uh, yeah, Grand Slam tour today since obviously the Australian Open. You're doing well out here. Yeah, but uh, again, the only thing I can say that the energy you're giving me right now, guys, 
I think it will be enough for my five next matches. I mean, the more you do this, the more I will win for you guys. Thank you.